0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan.
1: And I am Cody.
0: Why do you have to be like that, man?
1: I don't understand what you're talking about. I, I just, I'm who I am and you have to judge me for it.
0: It feels mean at this point. And I constantly do, as we learned from, I guess this will now be two episodes ago. But, um, anyways, how's it going, Cody? I
1: mean, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good, you know.
0: It's yeah, yeah, it's okay. going pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I cool. mean it's going it's going pretty good though. Yeah, I mean, if I had to, if I had to qualify it, it's going pretty good. I'm just waiting for you to give me more like subtle hand motions that I should shut up and continue cuz apparently you're the director of me now.
0: I am not the director. I am the host of this podcast. No, that's fine. Do you want to give me more cut
1: motions? Jeez, Jordan, I thought this was a candid conversation.
0: That was actually not the cut. That was the continued talking conversation. It's going good. It's going good. It's going good. It's going good. Do you want to move on to the rest of the
1: script that you emailed me to say?
0: It's going good. It's going good, Cody. It's going good. Anyways, Jordan, how are you doing? It's going good. It's going good. It's going good. It's going good. Awesome. Jordan, what have you been enjoying lately? Oh, no, I never go first. Cody, what have you been enjoying?
1: (laughs) I've been enjoying listening to what you've been enjoying lately. Tell me all
0: about it. (laughs) Okay, so as we talked briefly before this started, I just finished the second season of Castlevania. Okay, hang
1: on. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, no. Because here's what happened. You chose the inferior (laughs) Halloween product to, to watch
0: prior to Halloween. What product of Halloween are you watching?
1: Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
0: Okay, Jordan. Look, man. The reason
1: I have not watched Castlevania, which I am very is because excited you to watch, like
0: teen dramas. Is you is is love teen dramas?
1: I started watching Sabrina, the Teenage Witch.
0: Yeah, last week, me and actual Sabrina talked about watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so...
1: Let me ask you something. Is actual Sabrina an actual Teenage Witch?
0: Anyways, Cody, so talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I'll talk about Castlevania. Well, now it feels Look, weird, because she's
1: teenage. like kind of a co-host of this show, so it feels weird to talk about her young adult life. Dude, I hate... I, I, I literally hate you right now. Well, I mean, How, she's how's gonna the hate sh- me. I,
0: I w- I watched the first episode of the show. It's not my thing.
1: Wait, you watched the first... What did you
0: not like about it? Um, just... I don't know. It's like... Because I remember watching Sabrina Jordan? the Teenage Witch. And it'd be... Wait, hold on. Can I speak? I mean, no. I was going to interrupt you, but go ahead, I guess. I remember watching the original Sabrina, like, every now and then. Like, see you on TV. It it being this really campy sitcom. And then watching this thing. It's like this supremely dark like like witch as Satan like actually showing witches as Satanist type thing. Yeah, I love it was like supremely it though. dark. It, it was just like and I was sitting there like I watched it with um, my girlfriend and we're sitting there it's like what? Like it's not bad. It's just not my thing.
1: No, well, see okay, okay. So here's the thing about it. It really leans heavily into the Satan stuff and I love it because it's so goofy about it. Like Where there's, like, a church of Satan, and they're all, like, way into Satan, so, like, they'll just be like, oh, thanks, Satan, you're okay, or, like, oh, Satan, be praised, and it's so funny to just constantly hear these, like, super, like, normal-looking people just be like, oh, thanks, Satan, you've made it through, and it's like, this is adorable. Or they like when when they go to school? They're like, oh, and then the false god said that Satan was bad. I'm like, this is this is pretty funny, actually. I'm enjoying this a lot.
0: And like, okay, so I had because apparently it's based off the comic series that was like rebooted a few like years ago. But, yeah. So I didn't know that they did this dark reboot, and I went in thinking it was going to be like you know just a new. I, I wouldn't say it's Sabrina. dark. It's pretty cheesy. It's cheesy dark, but it, it's about demons so of course it's dark but anyway so i went in thinking like okay it's just gonna be like a campy sitcom and then like the first thing is like you see on our calendar um it's dark baptism sweet
1: 16 and then underneath dark baptism dark in baptism and letters. i'm just like
0: and i'm like that's wait, the humor like, of
1: the show is though like,
0: and i'm like is that is that a joke or is that actually yeah, what the show's gonna be about and then it's like oh no it's actually gonna be about her dark baptism and i'm like okay, it's like, that's well, what's fine. What's funny
1: is that Sabrina, Sabrina's like the lily white character who's like super nice and super moral. And then she's like, I have to go to my dark baptism and swear allegiance to Satan. And it's like, this yeah, is very, swear I, I really allegiance to
0: the dark Lord. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Really quick. This is a quick question for you. Interrupting you again. When no, is this set? When is it set? Oh,
1: it's intentional about that. It's, it's vague. You don't know. Okay.
0: Because it's like, we were thinking like, 80s 90s but then it's like were they really that like proactive about like women's rights in the 80s and 90s
1: no 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 i mean like everyone drives old cars one of the characters has a cell phone sabrina uses a like rotary phone it's yeah it's it's, supposed to be vague
0: okay cool because i was just like i have no clue when this is set i'm thinking 80s but i'm not thinking 80s
1: and that was another thing about the show that I liked that I thought was cute was right when I was thinking to myself, when is this show set? It just, like, pops up modern day. And I'm like, that's clever. That's smart what they just did there. It's not set in a time. It's set now. You know what yeah, I mean? I, Whenever you're watching it, that's when it's set.
0: Yeah, no, I, I enjoy that. Like, I think that's a clever way of setting a show. Um, also, the spider scene in the first episode, I had to just not watch that. <laughs> was the <laughs> spiders I in am- the first episode? Yeah. Like, when she... Curses her principal or whatever.
1: Oh yeah 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 I totally forgot. Yeah about that, no I had that to that look happened.
0: away because I am terrified of spiders. So it's like no. Nope, I'm this. not terrified of spiders so I so I, I, I don't know what happened. Her. I really don't know what happened other than that there was the sound of spiders and him screaming. So I'm well, cool I mean, with yeah, not he got attacked what by spideys. I'm cool with not knowing what happened.
1: I, I also like her cousin Ambrose like, or whatever. Is, yeah I like Ambrose. He's funny. Yeah he's good.
0: From yeah see I liked what I saw but it's just not. It's not something that I think I'll sit down and finish.
1: Jordan, I'm t- I'm telling you you should give it a second chance. It's a pretty decent okay. show. Get, get to the trial and then tell me how you feel about it. Okay. If you we'll, don't we'll find to... the trial really funny, you won't like the show. I found we the trial tr-
0: hilarious. We will try to watch it some more. But it's just it's not my thing. But though speaking of like Halloween shows, which I'm kinda sad that's no longer in existence for some reason, the Scream TV show was fantastic. Did it, did we not talk about that? We talked about that not, didn't on we? Not on the show, but we talked about it in personal life, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. That was uh when I was talking to my brother about he's also watching a uh, forget Sabrina. He was saying he was kinda like looking for a good like high school kinda like scare Scream. show yeah, and I'm like you should really watch the Scream show. It's actually pretty decent. Scream
0: is dumb as hell, but it's great because it's dumb as hell.
1: I mean, I don't even want to <laughs> say that it's dumb. I think it's just like decent for what for like a teen slasher. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good
0: teen slasher. It, it, but I mean, everybody's stupid. It's way over dramatic and um just the, the availability of alcohol and like drugs to 15-year-olds what I thought was hilarious. <laughs>
1: It's like fifteen year olds too. Yeah, and they're all they all all look like they're twenty
0: two. They all look like they're twenty two, except for the one guy who looks like he's thirty. The boyfriend Kirian or whatever looks like he's thirty.
1: Yeah did did I tell you the funny progression of that character though?
0: Yeah, what's up?
1: So he drives a Toyota Tacoma, which is the he drives the exact model Toyota Tacoma I had when I was watching the show. and so like the whole time in the show when you think he's the good guy and then you think he's the bad guy and you think he's the good guy again i'm like messaging my friends like ha i drive the car of the hot guy then i'm like oh no i drive the car of the hot incest murderer and then i'm like no i do drive the car of the misunderstood hot guy and then i'm like nope i drive the car of the murderer dang it (laughs) sorry spoilers i just spoiled the whole
0: show yeah (laughs) that's fine we spoil a lot of stuff on this show. Do you think at this point that anybody who cares about spoilers is listening?
1: Oh, other good thing about Sabrina, there's a goat devil in it, and I love goat devil.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I saw the goat devil in the first episode. He's oh, in goat devil is just my favorite devil. Oh. Dude.
1: Oh, geez. He's the best. <sighs> just
0: just straight up goat devil with his furry hooves. Oh, he's the best. Hoving hooves. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's fine. It's. I'll. I'll try some more of it, but it's. It's fine. You're Castlevania. Your
1: lackluster response, I find disgusting.
0: Castlevania was so good. The animation is beautiful. The story know, is I'm fine. Excited. The. The animation is great. I think they did. I think that the character building was good. In this, it's a little bit. It's slower. It's eight episodes, and they actually slow it down, and they actually pay attention to the characters, which I thought was a great way of doing it, and then. The friggin' fight scenes are great and like beautifully choreographed and just. Yep. I really like Trevor. I really like the bromance of Trevor and um, Alucard and Trevor's bromance like thing that their their friendship that they got going on in the new season is fantastic and I love it. I can't wait for you to see it. I just want to talk about it next week or whatever you watch it because it's, it's fantastic.
1: I saw a little clip from the show where like it, I think it was when he was first in the bar and they figure out that he's a, a Belmont. And they're like, what's that on your chest? And he's just like, my shirt. I'm like, that's perfect. That was a good line.
0: (laughs) I love the humor. I love, I just love Trevor such a good, well done, just goofy character. See, that's
1: another show that it could have altogether taken itself too seriously and had like no fun. But for some reason, it's like really funny. It's just like, it absolutely has a good sense of humor.
0: But it does take itself extremely, extremely serious at times and there are some like really just, like holy crap scenes but then also it just it's funny it's lighthearted at the same time and that's why i like really liked it cuz like i like it dive into the story and then they'll make a joke and i'll laugh and then dive back into the story it's it's great
1: yeah no like it's, it. it's it's very i was blown away by it when i watched the first season it was literally just like, oh, I'll watch this dumb thing, and then I was like hooked, and then it was over, and I was mad.
0: Everybody told me it's like it's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. I was like, Egh. it's like, but it's it's a video game adaptation. All video had t- video game adaptations suck. Prince of Persia. Yeah. And, th- and then I like watched the first episode. The animation was just so beautiful. Even like the f- like him coming down in fire and all that stuff that happened. It's just, like, holy crap, guys. This is great. And you only get like ten minutes of Alucard in the first um season, but like
1: Yeah, that's like the that's like the end of season yeah, one. Yeah, he's at Alucard the very end up. of
0: season one, but like he's act he's actually pretty great and decently funny himself. And in want to know a secret is great too. What?
1: Do you wanna know a secret about Alucard? What? Is Dracula it's, Drac- it's, it's Dracula spelled yeah, backwards. It's
0: Dracula spelled backwards. I bet you didn't know that. I everybody knows that, Cody. You know
1: what's weird, though? No, hang on. You know what is weird about Castlevania? Doesn't Alucard regularly kill Dracula?
0: Regularly. They kill Dracula a lot. I think Dracula is the final boss in every game.
1: Well, yeah, but but, uh, who's Alucard then? Because I thought Alucard was Dracula when he, like, switches sides.
0: Alucard is Dracula's son. Half-human, half-vampire son. No, that's BS. Uh, I thought he was Dracula when he switched sides. Whatever. It doesn't matter. In the, like... Lore of Castlevania, he's the son. Adrian Tepish.
1: Okay, so, it's still... I don't know, man. I'm just saying Dracula needs to get a better sense of... Well, I I really guess Adrian just needs to grow up. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, that part... part He basically named himself Not Dad. Part... Okay, part of that is explained in season two. It's a decently funny... I thought it was a decently funny scene, so... I really hope
1: someone goes, Did you just name yourself I'm a petulant child? Like, screw you, Dad! That's my name. All written out. Screw you, Dad. I'm gonna give you a middle but finger. But really,
0: Castlevania's great. The fight scenes in this season are fantastic, especially like towards the end. This last few episodes is like I holy hope crap. Alucard dies. Okay, good. And
1: then if he does die, I'm gonna feel really bad because it's probably gonna be like an emotional scene where everyone cries. I'm okay, like, Cody. I, for I don't.
0: I'm trying my hardest not to spoil the show, so just go and watch it, please. It's eight episodes, 25 <sighs> minutes long. I think Alucard kills Dumbledore. Dude, just watch the show. It's fantastic. Also, news because we talked about cooking like maybe 20 episodes ago. I won the chili cook-off at work. I am the champion. Oh, I reign supreme. My chili. Well, Jordan, tell me your chili recipe. Um, I did a habanero jalapeno chili, and it was freaking amazing. That's not a recipe, Jordan. I'm not going to walk you through. I'm it. not going to walk you through my recipe because I am champion. It'll take just a I minute. Chi- I want to know okay. how you made the chili. It's, time, it's okay. So. Last week was the episode with um, Sabrina where we did the two warring worlds and why they are warring. The week before was the episode of the Nightmare Worlds of Cody, and Cody annoyed the hell out of me. So this week, what are we doing, Cody?
1: We're talking about how to make chili. Yeah, we're talking about how to make chili. So okay, this, this sh- did you start with onions and olive oil, or did you put the peppers in right away?
0: Um, No, I started with actually browning the meat. Well, what was the other stuff? Cody. Why, why are you doing this? Why, why, why am I why, doing why? this? I mean,
1: because it makes me happy personally.
0: <laughs> Cody, please. <laughs> you said, you're <laughs> yes. like, oh, I'm tired. Let's, let's do a quick episode. And then you're here, like, just ruining my life. And we haven't even talked about our world yet. Cody, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Are you slap
0: happy or something? I know you haven't been sleeping well, but are you like what's wrong with you, Jordan? I don't sleep a lot ever. Yeah, and that's and why I you're acting this woefully
1: way. deficient on Diet Coke. Oh my god.
0: Okay, so what's this week's episode, Cody? Oh, we don't. No, we're doing separate Jordan, worlds. This... Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, I was still gonna. Okay, I guess. Do you want to introduce this, or should I? Because I'm confused now. I'll, I'll
0: introduce this. And then we'll roll we don't you don't necessarily have to say what your world is right this second, but so we rolled on the last episode we did together was redo a previous topic. So I took this as a chance to redo something that I think I didn't do too well. And so what did you end up doing, Gody? I did water world. Oh, so you did one that you didn't do too well. <laughs> Whoa,
1: screw you. I
0: love dolphins. <laughs> Dolphin World sucked. <laughs> suck a dick i like dolphins anyways so time to roll for initiative and let's get into it i'm going first i can already tell you yeah i think you are because i rolled a two 19 you rolled a two last time whoa Jeez. what's wrong you need to get a new die
1: i mean this is the same die i always use you you rolled a two
0: last time then i just killed you for my golden cleric die so okay um so i decided i'll just you'll get what i did which one i did as I talk about it so I don't even have to like introduce it like that. Um, I'm just gonna go into it And you'll also will see the um, through line that I am starting to form for all of my worlds As you prepare your bar the serpentine for the night your favorite group of characters Sorry customers begins to file in they are a quirky group of friends who seem to get into a different adventure every week First to arrive is Michael, who is madly in love with Cheyenne and excited for yet another chance to win her over even though she claims to be devoted to her douchey boyfriend. Next in are Samuel and Samantha, the loving couple who always has to tell a story about their work lives or experiences with their in-laws. Last in are Natasha and Derek. Natasha, you see, kind of has a thing for Michael but of course he is too busy focusing on Cheyenne to even notice her affection. Derek on the other hand, is to them, the weird one, or the outlier. He always seems to be talking to himself as if if he is addressing an audience, and he constantly references future or past events. No one can really get a handle on what is going on with Derek, but they keep him around because he is Michael's childhood friend and current roommate. Despite being the weird one, Derek has loads of insight and always seems to help lead to a solution of any problem by the end of the week. You are always happy to serve them up their favorite drinks, appetizers, and meals, all while listening to the craziness that goes on in their day-to-day lives. But little do do they know, you and Derek have something in common. You both know that this world isn't all that it seems. Some might even say it isn't real. Your bar just happens to be the focal point of the story, most times being where the story begins or where the story ends. Outside of your bar is the city of Lakeville, where these weird and quirky stories seem to happen. But outside of that is utter nothingness. If the friends were to go to the city limits, they would see a highway or road leading out. But if you or, say, Derek would go, you would see a white backdrop as the landscape cracks and fades into nothingness. There will be a quiz, Cody.
1: Why Why do you got to do this? Because you're, clearly, right. you know you're clearly not paying attention. Check this out. You're
0: clearly not paying attention.
1: Check this out. All right, if I pay attention to you, I want to talk to then you. Then talk to me about my world. About it. Then you do it. You get mad at me every time I interrupt you because it's you. a
0: bit. We've established this.
1: All right. Fine. Well, way to pull the curtain back. I was trying to be courteous. No,
0: there is no courtesy fine. on this show. Why is there a crack in the sidewalk, Jordan? That's not even what I said. You tried. You tried to come back and pretend like you were paying attention. and That's not what I said. It's what I said. That's that? not okay, what rewind. I said. Okay, I totally. Okay, agree I right. said. You say? But if you or say Derek would go, you would see a white backdrop as the landscape cracks and fades into nothingness. And I literally explained why this happens. Oh, okay. And you you try to pretend like you were paying attention, and then come back, not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so hurt that you told me I wasn't paying attention. Here, <laughs> let me show you that I was paying attention. Wait a second. I wasn't paying attention.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to act like I have a good defense here, but I really don't have a leg to stand
0: on. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Jeez. Uh, let, uh, let, me, let me go back into it. <sighs> I'm glad that we break these things up so I'm not just reading the whole time because I wouldn't be able to finish this. Because that was too funny. <laughs>
1: Hang on though. So I'm curious though. Is there not a sidewalk though? Did you never? I mention never bitched the
0: sidewalk, bro.
1: <laughs> Where did I get sidewalk? I from? don't
0: know, but I never said the word sidewalk.
1: Okay, so you're. I was. I was at a bar with my friend. You were there the, the, with okay. you. You know what. There's, there's this, there's this nerd there that no one likes, but you guys keep around. And then I was like, it goes outside and the world fell apart. And I assumed it was a crack. In the <laughs> okay. I thought we were about to get Alice in okay, Wonderland. Do you want
0: me to read the, um, last like paragraph again? Or do you want me just to move on?
1: No, no, no. Just keep going. I mean, I'm invested. I just, for some reason, my mind picked a sidewalk. So sometimes
0: the story takes place outside of the city. Those places you cannot travel to. They only exist for the entertainment of the audience. If the character's story exists outside of Lakeville, then they leave either by plane or car and the writers form the paths to connect the other places. After the character comes back, the path is then erased. No one can leave the city for good because this story is under contract and cannot end until the audience is finally pleased. The city of Lakeville is a large one. They have a few popular sports teams and there is always an adventure to be had. To the west of Lakeville is a small suburb area where Samantha and Samuel live, but most of the other friends live inside the city. Each apartment is fairly detailed, as they are usual set pieces throughout the week. Most other buildings are just there for surface appearances to later be filled out if the writers see it fit. Like the roller derby rink in the episode where Natasha wants to let out her stress and or the store where Michael buys the unicorn necklace for Cheyenne. These places only exist as empty buildings until the story needs them to exist. This is a sitcom world that was written for a Wednesday night primetime slot but gained life on its own. The characters do not know that they are in a sitcom and to a point have their own free will, but we will get to that later. So I think at this point you kind of know what I tried to rewrite and I went for... Not in a not on a planet or in a universe. I went for just an original idea.
1: I I didn't I didn't know what you were trying to oh do. Gosh, like <laughs> I di- well I didn't I didn't know that was the topic. I g- I got what you were doing yeah. though. Your world is better than mine this week by like. Well, a that's lot, because just water so world know.
0: is very hard to do, as we found out in the first time we did it. But anyways. I'm done with geography. It is flora and fauna time.
1: What? Oh, oh wait, no. no sorry, I mean, you got to do.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: No, do you just do you just want to do the show by <laughs> no, yourself. No, Cody,
0: shut up and read your geography.
1: Okay. Well. Okay. So. And I'm actually going to pay it's attention not exactly to you. Geography you do for
0: me. So this is going to be fun.
1: This is kind of like an opening narration to like kick us okay, into cool. the world. All right. Fo- foam splashes around the hall of a carcass. Ooh lincoln stands in the skull looking for disturbances on the on the horizon this might not be the biggest or the most stable carcass but it's fast and nimble and his crew is the best maybe he sees a disturbance on the horizon the waters of a massive funnel leading down lincoln battens down the hatches and uh seals his carcass the carcass shudders and shakes and gets pulled down and to the left. In the darkness, water drips, and the crew hopes the carcass does not rip apart. They hope that they can reach the fountain before it's too late. All right, that's kind of like my
0: opening narration for this little, okay. little story. Okay, so in Waterworld, you already created some sort of land, and this is the exact, actually the exact same no. way I created land, and this is the exact same thing you called me out for in episode three. So I just want you to know that.
1: There is no land. There's a there carcass no that land. they're standing on. There, what there's land There's a are carcass
0: you talking? that he's standing on. That's land.
1: That's a boat. It's a boat. It's not a land. It's a I boat. I Like uh, you know what, Jordan? What? Jordan, have you ever heard of the movie Waterworld? No, I have it. What's that? Even th- do you know what it features prominently? Water, boat- Cody, you know? because
0: it's boats. water world. Boats water everywhere, everywhere, Cody. Yeah, okay. we're done. You know what? We're breaking up again. This is the second time we're breaking. Up. Boats. This is a. Re- I don't There's think boats. this world uh, world relationship can withstand this podcast. Okay. Anyways, are you going to do your ge- Tell me Are you about going your to do your geography fauna. or are you? No, no, okay, no. You can. Just my go. flora and fauna is literally two paragraphs. So let me. Get- yeah, my 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 intro.
1: My yeah, okay, cool. It's <laughs> it's
0: literally two paragraphs. Your sitcom Life in Lakeville is set in modern day America. So basically, you know, 2018. It's not like Sabrina where it's ambiguous. It's definitely 2018.
1: This sounds a lot like Sabrina. Okay, That's up, all Cody. I'm saying. So flora ahead.
0: and fauna are anything that is available in the real world. You know, the actual world and not to be confused with the reality show, the real world. Your bar provides <laughs> usual pub food. Where Seriously? The- <laughs> Did you write that yes, joke I, I always write my jokes in. Cody, I,
1: I'm not an improvist. I just like then how you have like the really horrible delivery on the jokes too. You know what? Like, you just like, get this big, <laughs> stupid smile on your face. Like, I'm going to tell a joke. Not like the real world, the yep. show. What flora and fauna is available in the show, the real world, that is not available in your day to day life? They don't eat
0: human. Anyways, <laughs> you could, though. Dude, Cody, I'm trying to save face. Shut up.
1: Okay, no, I'm just wondering do you want to pay attention, attention? Cody?
0: I want you to pay attention.
1: Sorry, your world's great. I love it. Ugh, revolutionary. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So much.
0: Your bar provides usual pub food where the characters eat at least a few times a week. But as a running joke, on Mondays, your bar always has weird combinations or new foods such as cow tongue taco salad or the infamous mystery casserole surprise. This kind of What did
1: did you did you do the cow tongue thing to make fun of me? No, why would what? Oh no, I really love cow tongue.
0: Oh no, I didn't. No, I I like one of my favorite. I did not know that at all.
1: Oh, have we not? No, we
0: have not talked about that.
1: Oh, it's tender, it's super tasty, it's like liver, oh, it's I've best. never had liver either. Have you ever had cow no, tongue? No, I've never
0: had cow tongue or liver.
1: Oh, dude, it's great. You can you can really taste like you're sucking on a cow's tongue, because you're like, get <laughs> now, the now you're buds. just being gross. If like, you've ever wanted to French kiss a cow <laughs> while eating it. <a laughs> See, taco. the thing
0: is, I've seen, like, cow tongue be cooked, and it doesn't look gross, and what you just described sounds gross. It's Let me so do my world. I love
1: it. <laughs> and not, not ironically. I, 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 I think really you're like cow cow just cow cow. trying to Anyways. like throw
0: me off right now. Okay, so this kind of thing always disgusts the friends and garners a hearty laugh but by the supporting characters that sometime appear in your bar. You don't always want to do this but simply you are written to do this. You receive shipments of food and supplies to your bar while other food comes from the grocery store or it is just written into the friends' fridges. Characters like Michael can't cook. You remember a hilarious tale from the Friends of how Michael tried to make Cheyenne a romantic dinner back when she was single, but almost burnt down his entire apartment. Things were only solved when Natasha came to save the day and cook a proper meal. Animals come and go, like the stray dog that Samuel and Samantha found, but most animals are used as a background scenery. A lot goes on in this world, you are always kept on your toes. And that is Flora and Fauna.
1: Well now it sounds like there's monsters.
0: Now. No, you're good. There's no monsters.
1: Okay, check it out. Here's geography. <laughs> we,
0: can, we can check it so, out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: can we just do a solid hour of you trying to beatbox? Because it's a
0: uh, Don't patronize me.
1: I'm patronizing. Anyways, so, thousands of years ago, this was a sword and sorcery world. So... The world was punctuated by like massive mountains filled with treasure, by massive castles and Sorry, huge ma- magical massive cities, what? castles and cities. That's
0: weird. I thought this was a water world, huh? I said thousands of years ago. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Can you let me get it, to my world,
0: or are you just? I'm gonna doing like, what you do to me.
1: You know what? This is not working, Cody. I think you, what you know do
0: when you is. do it, it's hurtful. When you do it, it's hurtful. <laughs> why is it only hurtful okay. when I do it? You laughed at me last week for Uh a solid 30 seconds. I counted. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: you're not going to like me anymore after I do this world because will see. Oh, God. Anyways. Keep going. So, um, aside from, you know, like wizards and knights and kings and castles, there was also a lot of monsters and, you know, conflict on this world. However, what ended up creating Waterworld was not like a big calamitous event or an apocalypse or anything like that. It was just a wizard spell gone wrong. So there was this really powerful wizard. He wanted to create a fountain of like perpetual water so that people would never go thirsty again, you know, to try to help stuff like this. Yeah, he was a good guy. Unfortunately, he created a fountain of perpetual water (laughs) and that began to overflow And then it flooded the area, and then it like flooded a region, and then a country was underwater. And then slowly people started noticing, like, hey, the ocean levels are actually rising, and no one can figure out how to shut off this fountain. Well,
0: because it's perpetual. So
1: then, (laughs) yeah, so thousands of years later, um, the whole world is now basically underwater. Um, And it's actually kind of a fighting battle um (laughs) fighting battle huh it's a (laughs) it's like a constant battle of like people trying to stop the fountain from filling the world up and more fountains kind of spreading like the fountain itself kind of like took on its own life eventually and began to spread so there are two big things in the world besides water because unfortunately for geography in a water world there's not a lot to say Because basically the geography is there's lots of water. (laughs) There's water everywhere. (laughs) So aside from the water, which varies in color from blue to blue-green, there are two things. There are vortexes and there are peaks. Peaks are kind of um, doorways into the ancient buried world. Or I should say the ancient flooded world. These are either the tops of mountains or the tops of... So you can call a yellow card here because there are islands. Um, so these are either the tops of mountains or these are the tops of like cities and castles. But they have to be massive because most of them are completely underwater. Um, so they are places where people can land on them and try to like get down and you know loot or whatever.
0: So it's um, not a water world. The second
1: thing are vortexes. If there's
0: land, it's not a water world. Huh? You failed at doing your own prop. <laughs> I'm... Anyways, you did the same thing. I, I had Anyways. bones. And that's all that there were that there was no discovery loot. There was no land under the water. There were bones on the surface, and that was all.
1: Jordan, how exactly is it that you think a world could exist where there's not land under it the clearly water? Clearly
0: did in my world, so suck it.
1: That's just because you claimed that there was a glob of water that could hold its
0: shape in space. I, it was a sentient being, not just a glob of water. Did you not remember my world? Well, that doesn't seem like water world either. That seems like amoeba world. You know what, Cody? At least why did it have land? Continue. It did. It no, did there have was land. no land. Immediately. Anyways.
1: The other thing that there are is vortexes. Okay. And vortexes are, like, the known symptom of a new fountain Ah. opening up. So they're really dangerous because they're, like, giant disturbances in the water that'll start to swirl and make, like, a vortex that kind of pulls down as water's shooting up. Um, But they also signify where people need to go to try to shut off another source of water in their world that's still slowly flooding. So, obviously, land is not really inhabited, but it still does exist in some very small places. Um, and it's really important. So these vortexes are kind of like, oh, shoot, we have to go stop these because otherwise everything will eventually be all water and okay. that'll be worse. So that's my geography. There's basically two things. There's peaks and vortexes. Was, <laughs>
0: oh, okay, and despite water. me giving you a hard time as usual, I do think that you're doing a good job. And already oh, 10 out of 10 better than Dolphin World. Just going to throw that out there.
1: Did I mention that all the people are <laughs> dolphins now? They're all dolphins.
0: Uh, I hope that you stayed like far away from Dolphin World, because Cody, really, level with me. Dolphin World wasn't a good idea.
1: I mean, look, you know, I'll say this: my my friends that have gone back and listened to it said that Dolphin World was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: real. <laughs> so shut up. Yeah, what?
1: it was. Eh. Well, I I you know,
0: mean, yeah. I fully right. admit when my worlds are not all that I, like, cracked about to be. Like, I've had some, like, really stinkers. You know? Snake World.
1: I haven't. Dolphin World was good. Anyways.
0: Okay, Cody. I was just... I was, try, I was trying to give you a real human moment where I just tell you that, you know, I'm not happy with everyone. Tell every me world. all
1: about the pilot of your show. Society history. Why would you not call this section the pilot?
0: Because I didn't think of that, Cody! Like, literally, you said pilot, like, a few seconds ago. i like, crap, I'm an idiot. Why did I just do this the pilot and, like, run through an episode? But, you know, I did Society History because I'm a freaking moron. And I guess when we do um, World Shop Stories, we can come back to this. Tell me about the pilot I'll tell you about show. Society History. Right. The, the sitcom was originally written. <laughs> just defight till the end. The sitcom was originally written for one season of primetime television, but caught on because of the humor and how the characters reflect its audience. Through catching on like wildfire, this world found its life. The writers wrote episode after episode, but soon noticed that the episodes were beginning to write themselves. The characters began to act on their own to the point... What, Cody? Can you try not to do it in the middle of a sentence? How exactly? (laughs) Just like, you can interrupt me, just not in the literal middle of a sentence. Like...
1: (laughs) Okay, Jordan, we're
0: we're over Skype.
1: This is hard. You to, can tell to not when I'm like in the middle, of clearly sentence.
0: in the middle of a sentence, and then you go, "Hey, Jordan." <laughs> it's like I'm like I have a flow, have and you're just like, like literally, you interrupt me right in the middle of it. The characters begin to, "Hey, Jordan." Okay, what? <laughs>
1: Check this out. I got a question for <laughs> How you. How does this
0: work, Cody? You know what? <sighs>
1: I'm just like, does to, to, like the writers come in and there's like more Oh my god, it's like forward. I was about
0: to get to that and you interrupted me in the middle of a sentence!
1: Hang on though. No. Also, are the actors like captive in some kind of like No, the zoo? actors
0: just reenact what was written. It's dude, just Oh, so this is, like, kind of meta-textual. Yeah. I got but it. But, like, okay, literally, so I was in the sentence where I was going to say that the writers came in and they find page after page being written. And you cut me off to ask how it works. This is like... You can interrupt me. I'm fine. But wait till the sentence is finished.
1: Okay, so anyways, let's keep going here, Jordan. Okay, I'm really so interested The now. characters...
0: I feel like we're writing this world together. <laughs> we are, Cody. We are, you know, the characters begin to act on their own... Oh, oh my God! I can't. Oh, let me compose. Oh my gosh, buddy. The characters begin to act. <laughs> Have you considered that there's like an elf <laughs> breaking in
1: <laughs> and writing? <a>
0: <laughs> I don't even know what just fell over. You oh know, my like, gosh.
1: You know like with the cobbler when he couldn't make all the shoes and then Elm broke in Bro, and made all okay, the shoes is that this is what you what's do happening?
0: every time i have a good world you feel like you've done bad so therefore you try to make me feel worse about my world which i think is a great idea you do this every single time you're a every time dickhead. my world's worse yeah <laughs> This is supposed to be... We're we're on a network now, Cody. We have to be serious. We have to take ourselves seriously. Can I please... Can yeah, I please okay. finish so the anyways, sentence that we tried to read for the last five minutes?
1: I mean, if you would, you could finish it, but you just
0: won't <laughs> do it. Okay. The characters begin to act on their own to the point where the writers would come in to work in the mornings and find page after page written for them. Does that sound familiar, Cody? Yeah, I
1: mean, I've already made my joke about the elf doing it for them. I got
0: it. That's when they learn to take control and write the world for themselves. The characters have free will, but there are guides and limits that the writers create in order to continue to please the audience. For example, one thing that keeps the audience coming back is the will-they-won't-they story between Cheyenne and Michael. This has been an on-and-off relationship since the very beginning. The writers hold the characters back on purpose. They keep Cheyenne and Michael close but never together, so the audience will keep wondering, is this the episode where it happens? But of course, it won't happen until the writers want it to. What, Cody?
1: (laughs) So these writers are just perpetually (laughs) cock-blocking a poor guy?
0: (laughs) (sighs) Rooster-blocking, Cody. This is PG-13, please.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so horrible! though. Well, okay. Just think about that. Well, like every think about week,
0: it, like so. I took this from like actually watching a lot of sitcoms and like a lot of comedies like this. How I Met Your Mother, where it oh, yeah, is it's a thing. A thing yeah. Where it's like they keep, especially How I Met Your Mother, where they keep you on. Is this the episode where it happens? Is this the season where it happens? And they keep you until like so. That's why you keep going back to see. Is it when it happens? And that's why I, I wrote it in this way because you know from partially from frustration of watching so many of these it, it, it is but
1: yeah. oh no no it totally makes sense it's just horrible to think about it
0: so um the characters past and memories are filled in by the writers their motivations and their aspirations are all created things have been getting filled in as each day progresses sometimes things just pop into place as a random thought to the characters of this world it is like having a foggy memory and then suddenly parts are of it are clear But the writers try to ease the memories in so that the flow of the story does not seem abrupt or made up. They fear that the characters will become aware of the situations if they aren't careful. The writers control the story by adding on to it, erasing things they don't like or rearranging the order of how days or weeks happen. The things that are erased from the story simply cease to exist and the characters don't even remember them happening. But you and Derek remember. When an erase or rearrangement happens, it is very disconcerting to you, but the rest of the world moves on. It was like those events never existed in the first place. The characters don't even know that they are being guided. They don't know that something that they choose or hope will never come true because of an outside force. Natasha can never win over Michael because the writers don't want that for her. You, the bartender, will always have a quip because the writers write for you. The running joke of you posing new gross food ideas, though you think it is old and overplayed, will continue and you have no choice. You were simply created for the sake of an audience, so your actions must go to pleasing them. You were not always aware of the writers and their influence. Your awakening happened because of Derek. You believe that maybe he has always known or that his senses were just more tuned to seeing the cracks. In the sidewalk, Cody, because apparently there's a sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, I screwed up at the beginning of this. Yeah.
0: Every that. time a memory was added, he was probably aware that it didn't belong in his head. Of course, since the writers are omnipresent in your story, the writers know what Derek knows. They debated erasing his character either through having the character leave the show through some means or simply a very special episode where he dies. But to their dismay and surprise, the audience came to love Derek due to the quirkiness of breaking the fourth wall and providing insight that only an unbiased outsider could provide. In short, Derek became this world's Wilson, the one who provides the advice that leads to the conclusion of the episode. Derek speaks directly to the audience, and through him they are provided advice for situations in their own life. This sets the show apart from all the others and brings a sort of nuance to it. Derek cannot be erased even though he is also aware of his situation. Should he ever do anything the writers dislike, it could mean he stops existing. You, on the other hand, can easily be replaced. You are just a background supporting character and not one of the main cast. If you were to show the writers that you know the truth about this world, that's it for you. On the outside, it would seem like you had to suddenly leave the city to live with your sister or hand off the bar to an apprentice. The world would move on, and no one would even notice you were gone. The other characters would even soon forget about you. Neither you nor Derek knows what exists outside of this show. You could find some sort of existence outside of the boundaries, or it could mean oblivion. But neither of you are too willing to find out. So that is my society history, not my pilot episode.
1: All right, you're, you're, ready, you're ready for my, my my flora and fauna.
0: Yep, all good. There's fish. Are there? In a water world, there's fish.
1: That's yeah. just that's just
0: all your, your yeah. flora fauna yeah. well, well, is okay. like. There's fish. So fish. This We're done. <laughs> Section over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so but but really, there there are fish. That's the the most important resource. Probably is aquatic life, um, uh-huh. mostly fish and fish sub varieties like whales and things like that. You know, this is basically the only source okay. of food that's consistent. Um, in some of the peaks, you can occasionally find, you know, like vegetation, but it's extremely rare and it's not very edible because these are the tops of mountains. So when you think about the stuff that grows on the tops of mountains, it sucks. It's like scrubby grass and that's it. Um, so that's all that really still grows. Occasionally people have found other plant life by going down into peaks and like finding buried stuff that was from the old civilization that's now mostly flooded that happens occasionally so there are some plants but they are extremely rare for the most part what there are is fish there is however one extremely notable fish and that's the angler whale these are this prized is why all.
0: i would get mad at you okay now i was gonna ask when it was coming but yeah. here it is
1: so angler whales are you important because just they, they are just steal my massive. idea well
0: first they, call my idea stupid then steal it and then make it like a core point in your story.
1: It is a core point in my story. It's extremely important. So angler whales are very important for. Did basically you feel bad for making reasons. fun of me? One, <laughs> is, they, is this why you're doing this? <laughs> no, I feel nothing. Okay, so angler whales are important for yeah, a few go. reasons. Can I get to them? For one thing, they get incredibly huge, like almost the size Ooh. of a small island. That's important because that's a lot of meat. It's also a lot okay. of building material. The their bones are sturdy enough that they are basically live forests. You know what I mean? Like if you need to build something, you okay. have to kill anglers like in order to harvest their bones and build structures because that's really the only thing around other than trying to go down into peaks and salvage something from the old world, that's all you okay. can build with is bones. So the only bones that are really available um Uh, to build with are from angler whales so that's why they're kind of the most important thing and then the kind of third reason and this is a little bit spoilery and maybe i shouldn't put it in this section but it is fair to note so in the first section i talked about the guy riding a carcass that's what i assume that is the carcass carcass of an angler whale obviously yeah so it's also how most boats are made is just by taking an existing whale that's dead and kind of modifying it into a boat. So these are basically the backbone <laughs> of literally. society now, because they're the only renewable resource. <laughs> oh yeah, literally, right, yeah. Um, so that is flora and fauna.
0: Okay, I'm not trying to derail you, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like my question is, how did society live so long with like, you know, things being flooded out this badly?
1: Well, that'll be that'll be covered in society okay. past.
0: Cool, cool. Um, okay, so I'm on my last section, by the way. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Because my okay. intro, that's and fine. I got two. My sections. intro, and my geography are usually one thing. I don't split it up like you do.
1: Oh, I should have split my. I shouldn't have. Split yeah, that's why up I asked you to do that's your okay. geography.
0: You just said no. So I'm like, okay, fine. Okay, well, my bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good, man. Anyways, okay. go ahead. It's fine.: Okay, society current or season twelve. It is now season twelve of Life in Lakeville. Lakeville itself has been more fleshed out due to this. The buildings have become more defined and there are more people which even you refer to as extras around the city. There are more places to go when you don't have to tend to your duties at the Serpentine. There are even new areas on the outside that connect to both the city and the suburbs. Nowadays the convention sitter has all sorts of events which happen to be the subject of episodes and there are all sorts of stores and apartments Where side characters appear and disappear? The writers have found a new groove creating many side characters and story arcs to follow For example your bar has a new sassy bartender who of course She is a new love interest for Michael. You know There will be a story arc focusing on her the writers have even given You quirky parents who disapprove of your bartending lifestyle. A few episodes have been dedicated to you. But of course, Derek always gives you, and even your parents, advice to keep moving forward. But at its core, the story is about the friends and how their lives interconnect. Despite every little issue that jumps up, it is all solved through friendship and some well-placed advice. The friends of Lakeville have become sort of a mirror to the audience. They are both a reflection in something that the audience aspires to be. To have a core group of friends that withstands the test of time is something that the audience deeply longs for. You believe that this is the reason the show will never end. It used to be a fear that if the audience stops watching, your world will end, but yet it continues unwavering. You are aware but not bothered by the fact that your life is not 100% your own. You fear by telling the others what you know it could destroy the dynamic of the show and even end things for good. So you and Derek have agreed to just keep things to yourselves. Though, behind the scenes, you know Derek will always be searching for a way to get out of this world and possibly live a real life, uncontrolled by the world that has been written for you. Until then, you keep bartending as always, for that is what you were written to do. And that's my world.
1: Jordan, that was a sad ending to your world. Yeah, is it really sad? Yeah. It's just like, guess what? You get to keep living in slavery It's not forever. really, like, you
0: live... You live to a point with your own free will, but there are things that, God, just don't F up, pretty much. But, yeah, you... It's not supposed to be happy nor sad. It's supposed to be, like, a harsh reality of a sitcom. If a sitcom world was to exist, it's that harsh reality that there is some sort of outside almost godly force that kind of forces things to happen.
1: Well, I'm saying... But,
0: like, now. this idea originally came from, like, a long time ago that I had an idea of doing, like a sitcom type thing where you know it's your usual quirky sitcom but there's one character who just seems to know that he's in the sitcom and so the writers get rid of him by killing him off and the very next episode like that's the season finale in the very next season no one remembers this character and it goes back to be just a quirky like a quirky (laughs) sitcom until the third season where that character comes back as kind of like the antagonist telling the characters that oh yeah this is all fake And like trying to Yeah so like that was my idea originally This has happened a long long time ago Before we even did this podcast But like honestly this should have been Something that I did for the first time We did not on a planet but I didn't even think To do that And so I definitely wanted A new shot at this so I'm glad I did it Your turn
1: I get you. okay so you ready to hear About my society past and present Alright so society past Here we go society past As the water levels rose, it was kind of exponential. So, at first, like I said, just one region flooded. Okay, there's a lot of refugees. And then, like, slowly, you know, the ocean started to rise. Like, okay, not a big deal. We just have a little bit less land. It wasn't like people were, like, completely, like, living on top of each other, anyways, you know. But eventually, it got to the point where the ocean levels were rising very quickly, like, fast enough that it could be observed. And that's when there were, like, massive riots and people fleeing and trying to just climb up mountains or live anywhere higher. Um, Cities were regularly abandoned and then rebuilt and then abandoned and rebuilt as they basically moved, like, progressively higher and higher up any amount of elevation you could. There was a lot of starvation and wars around this time because, like, there just became less and less land to farm. And by the time the peaks were for for a time there the peaks were basically islands that were self-sufficient so there were civilizations like small tribes living on peaks but the water levels were still rising cuz they had not yet started to like go down find the hearts of the fountain and pull them out and like destroy them so in the past it became like this point where a lot of the societies fig- a lot of these like individual tribes figured out at once We are no longer viable living on land. Like it eventually got to the point where it was like, well, we don't farm anymore, we fish. And then eventually got to the point where it's like no one really lives on the land anymore. They all live in their own boats. um, you know, or their own carcasses eventually, when there stopped being any wood to use. So it was kind of a slow enough transition to society living on solely on the water that it wasn't like cataclysmic, but there was like a shrink in population as a result. That makes makes sense. sense. But it was just fairly gradual, and there was a transitionary period. Once people took to the ocean, they started finding these hearts uh, of the of the fountain, and that's when they started being able to kind of slow down the rise of the tide or the rise yeah. of the ocean, and eventually maybe start to get it to drain. But it's kind of a battle, so you okay. know the level of the ocean will rise and fall depending on how well they do at cleaning out the hearts. So that's kind of society all right. past, cool, cool. society present. So, Society Present is now a very tribal and competitive Ooh. society. So, there are very few natural resources, and tribes compete for them and regularly battle for them. Um, so, whether that is fertile fishing grounds, which are incredibly important, uh, access to different peaks, which allow you to get advanced technology, magical things, um, resources that you just would never, which would you would normally not be able to have. Um, but then along with that also comes responsibility. So the larger a tribe goes, the more it is expected that they will have to go and like sink themselves to the bottom of the ocean, destroy a heart, and then somehow float their way back up to the top okay. of the ocean. So having more land is also a trial because if you don't take care of it, tribes will attack cool. you for not taking care of yeah. it. You know what I mean? If it's known that there's a vortex in you know, a tribe's area and they don't take care of it, they're going to get attacked because that's like betraying the whole world. Basically. Um, aside from it being, um, very tribal, it's also, how would I put this libertarian in a way? That's not exactly the right word. Maybe anarchical in that, like captains are in charge on their boat. So if you have a carcass, you're in charge of that okay. carcass. You'll probably have loyalty to a much larger carcass that's almost the size of its own floating island. But when you're going out and doing things, you're in charge of your own boat. So even if someone who kind of outranks you is on your boat, you're in charge. of okay. your boat. Yeah, yeah I You get know what that. I mean? Um, And there's a lot of prestige that comes along with being a captain and commanding your crew. So if you're the type of captain that does go and like find a lot of treasure or destroys a lot of hearts that grows your prestige, which makes you able to have a larger crew and then makes you able to kind of, you know, do more and more and more. So it's a very competitive society where everyone's kind of trying to be the most heroic, but it also means that people are extremely like brash and crazy. So, um, the example in the beginning is this young kid gets like this tiny car because it is like, I'm going for it. I'm diving for a heart. He's like, I'm the best Mm -hmm. ever, you know, but he's a kid. And that's pretty common is that that is like what people aspire to be because they're kind of just throwing themselves okay. at this problem. Um, yeah. And then the last kind of like blip in this society, which is fairly homogenous, are the zealots. Oh, okay. So um, zealots are people that think that the flood was not a mistake and that it should have yeah. happened and that want to. Dude, I love you.
0: writing in zealots. I love writing about zealots.
1: Yeah, so zealots are dangerous because they live in areas of the world that have become volcanic now, um, due to added pressure on the planet from all the extra water. The like plates have started shifting, and there's like cracks, and there'll be volcanoes forming occasionally. So they live in like the heart of the okay. volcanoes. All of their carcasses are like scorched black and um, burnt, and they usually use fire because they think that's like the world growing as it should. Because they think it's a good thing. Just the setup
0: kind of reminds me of Reavers.
1: Yeah, they're they're crazy for sure. And they're all like on fire Dude, and have like bone awesome. masks and stuff. But they take like the shuddering of the planet and the earthquakes and the increased volcanic activity as like a sign that things are going right. So they're actively trying to stop people from... So like if someone goes to attack a vortex, it's not uncommon that they'll try to get stopped by zealots that'll like sail in and try to stop them so that's a constant struggle between the societies to go like well we want to go and attack this thing but we also have to defend against zealots and other tribes that are trying to okay. approach in our territory so that's kind of the struggle in the world where like if something was to be set here it would be like you'd be going on adventures to like get loot and destroy hearts and then you'd also have to be worrying about zealots and also your next door neighbor tribe that's like eh, we feel like we could be doing a better job of managing your area so we're yeah gonna take
0: no it. i like that a lot I mean I always like a story with a good zealot. Yep. There's these uh, are some good zealots. Like some good these zealots. are some good crazy zealots. Because our worlds are stories, we've got like really far away from like writing actual stories. I was just saying, like we used to have the story section where we would actually tell like a full story, but we've gotten so far away from actually having a story. Yeah! I mean I like this a lot better because it leaves It up for the audience to make their own story if they want. Like, if that's what they want to do, you can make your own story.
1: I also think being more narrative in our descriptions is usually Yeah, I mean, no one wants to just hear...
0: Like, the first few episodes are a little rough because it's very, very expositional. It's just like, this has this, and then this. This is formed.
1: Well, we literally made like a fill-in-the-blank chart. Yeah, and then we followed it very closely.
0: Two things. I really liked Your World. I do think that it was a good redo for Waterworld. I'm not gonna straight up say that Dolphin World sucked, but I think this was a lot better. It was, it was a better formed idea. I mean, part of it is the fact that we've been we've done thirty episodes now, so we've kind of got into a groove of, a of doing episodes. this World Shop thing, and I think this might be one of your network's longest podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. That's very <laughs> true, actually. Longest running podcast. But um, so I just I actually kind of like doing it different world from you because sometimes it does feel like we're kind of competing with each other even though that's not the point of the show
1: well especially when we do like something very similar you know how that happens sometimes we're like we start doing a world and you describe your geography <laughs> and I'm like, so anyways my geography is jordan's geography which is exactly why like the i same way i mean i like
0: rolling for initiative so now it's like okay we like it kind of depends on who's going first like Who's going to go first and get like their idea out first before the other one has basically the same idea. But I yeah. did like being able to have free reign knowing that you wouldn't have done anything remotely close to what I did today. And if you did, that would have been weird. Waterworld, world gob, like what the heck?
1: It would have been really difficult to do. Yeah, that that's, that's an esoteric but, um, idea.
0: I also, I like, because, so our worlds range from being... From, like, something that you could run an RPG in or something that could be a video game idea or just straight up be a story. And I kind of like how every week it's been different, pretty much. It's, we're not, not all... Well, at least me. I'm not always shooting for an RPG world. No, but, I'm not either. I mean, definitely sometimes yeah, my, minor, minor jokes. jokes. Sometimes minor straight up a sitcom or something that could be... Like, I'd be like, oh, this would be a cool movie idea or a video game idea. And, I mean, your um Purgatory Lake world was definitely... A video game or an rpg
1: yeah yeah that one was yeah that
0: i still i still remember that one like in full detail and i love that episode so much even though i'm a fan I'm, of it, oh yeah that yeah. was my that was my snake that was when snake world was created
1: oh was it oh my gosh jordan so yeah. much her humor is based on that one episode
0: <laughs> but really though and also you notice the through line of me calling the bar the serpentine I've done snakes in like half of our episodes. I I've like all that was like kind of a point where it's like, how am I going to squeeze in snakes without like just making snake? Like, how am I going to squeeze? I don't in know, some Jordan. How do you squeeze thing? snakes in? <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Anyways, is there what? any other final thoughts about this episode, Cody?
1: I mean, I'm still just curious about snake squeezing, but I guess we'll just move on,
0: dude. I'm. I- yeah, we're going we're gonna to move on because that's a rope we don't want to walk down. <laughs> I don't think... Okay, so I won initiative, so I get the roll as usual. I feel like your dice just rolls low.
1: It does sometimes. You know, it happens.
0: Okay. And this is number nine. What truly lies beyond our galaxy? Two dead dragons choking each other out. <laughs> Dragon World.
1: <laughs> no, Dragon I got it. World. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that face you jerk <laughs> uh,
0: we need to end this episode
1: I'm excited for this one I need to think about it I just I can't do Cthulhu again I have to do something that's not Cthulhu-y
0: I know like seriously that's exactly where my mind went was like oh yeah Cthulhu like monsters in the sky it's a like, crap yeah, you I really. That, I
1: you? I can't do it again you can and well
0: and then I did one for okay so you weren't I mean you're you could listen to the episode, but I'm just going to go ahead and like for the two warring worlds and why they were warring. What I did is I had one world was basically earth and they had, um, polluted and basically killed earth. So they moved to space colonies and started mining materials from five other planets around them. And so they sent a research team off to like the distance in the galaxy to find a different world. And they found like this world that they called paradise and like, In the society history, they found out that Paradise was like, you know, the first world ever created and was inhabited originally by these people, well, these beings called the First Sons who were supposed to be the protectors of the universe, but through genetic alterations, they um, basically ended up dying out. And so the war was that the humans who went to that other planet decided to um, finish what the First Sons started who were planning to wipe out humanity because they thought it was a plague. And yeah. And so what truly lied behind beyond the galaxy was this like real what actually existed before, like the original planet, not Earth. So yeah, that so I'm gonna have to try to think of something original and once again not too convoluted, <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see. I, I like my I like my super detail oriented worlds, man. Alright. It, it's always Jordan, fun. it's Anyhow, time
1: to go. My baby's you, apparently not sleeping, so yeah, we're gonna you go can take sh- care of him.
0: Okay, you can check me out on the Wandering yeah, Gamer Network you as can well check as all of us on the podcast and on woo and on something I guess zero zero at Twitch. Um, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye.
1: Bye, my baby won't sleep ever.
0: Dude, welcome to parenthood. You jerk. Screw
1: you. You don't know nothing about being a parent. <laughs>